it's an introduction. Alright, have you done? Are we good? Yeah. I think that clap's going to be really loud. Yeah. We recorded this on a new piece of... We got a new, yeah, new snazzy little Zoom. So it might sound a bit kind of echoey. Yeah. Getting the real acoustics of the room right now. Uh, it may be that I listen back to this and it's really quiet and yeah. it's unreleasable. Yeah, who knows? How yeah. irritating would that be? That would be really annoying. Because uh, I sure like the discussion. I can fiddle. What was the discussion about? It was about parent blame, family yes. blame. All the blames. All the blames, apart from on... Professional. <laughs> yes. Apart from the people who should be blamed. Um, yeah, we had, a, we had a good old discussion about that. Looked at some tweets and some... I talked about some of my experiences. Um, it was good. It was interesting. I was there. Jack. Yeah, Jack was there. I was there. <laughs> um, no Adam, again. But we're no still working this out. Busy times. We actually were going to probably record this weekend, but we couldn't get there because of the beast weather. from the east. The beast from the weather. So this one's relevant. This one's got a, a, a timestamp. I had now. considered us very briefly talking about that. Uh, just some of uh, the way it's been reported has caused so much anxiety with like people that we work with. Yeah. Just because it makes it out to look like you're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. So those reporting on the beast in the east, just chill out. Well, yeah, I was convinced. <laughs> Chill that out, because kind of... it's snowing. Well, to be fair, like some people cool. have had a terrible time, but where we've lived anyway. Yeah, but we've we... received a lot of phone calls yeah, yeah. from people also, being we've... like, can't, oh, I can't get anywhere. The it, BBC... it says the the world's ending. That's the thing, yeah. The, the, the weather report for our area was kind of red and amber and all this and all these big words, but kind of... It, wasn't too it was fine. bad yeah it was, it was it's been but worse. we couldn't get to where we needed to yeah, go to record which is true, so maybe we <laughs> maybe it was worse than we thought um but yeah so we're still we got some guests lined up as well soon march is going to be pretty exciting hopefully we don't we'll keep it under wraps in case it doesn't come oh, to well, fruition there's with potentially potentially the next three episodes could be with guests be with guests but um yeah so keep your eyes peeled watch the and space. your ears Enjoy the episode. Or don't. Do what you want. Bye. Catchphrase. And we're going. Sweet. We're back. It's been... We haven't recorded since... This is... Before... This is intro type talk. Sorry. Sorry. I I, I was... You're getting way ahead of yourself, it. or behind yourself. It's been a while. That's what <laughs> yeah, you've got to get say. back into the... Yeah, the pod jazz. The pod jazz. Bathe in it. Uh, what are we talking, Tom? <laughs> um, we're going to talk about parent blame. Parent blame. Or family blame, even, according to some tweets we've seen. Yeah, one tweet we've seen. So, but there's who's... guaranteed to be more. <laughs> who's going to introduce parent blame? Uh, well... You've had more experience in that field, Tom. So, um, yeah. Should I sum it up? Take or, sum it up. I'll try to, and then at the end of the episode, it'll be your turn to sum it up. Okay. Not that you're like, not that you don't know like already, round but... up everything we say into yeah. a poignant uh, monologue. Well, we're big parent blamers, actually. That's what this episode is. It's just <laughs> we're just going to blame some parents. That's um, it. No. Okay. Jokes aside. So, parent blame is like. The is is what seems to come out of any news article about 
something happening to someone with learning difficulties or someone in care where it's gone wrong or someone's someone's died or someone's got injured or something there's always a wave of parent blame which is where people refuse to engage with what actually happened and instead just say things like why didn't their parents step in and help mm-hmm. them or why didn't the family say that this was going to kill them or why didn't and a load of bollocks like that so we thought we'd do an episode on it yeah because so, good example yeah uh, recently uh there has been the richard hanley inquest um and you can see a lot of that kind of reaction yeah uh mainly in that wonderful place that is twitter which is always filled with lovely things uh so i'm just gonna read out one example i'm not gonna read out their at or anything because i don't think yeah we don't need it's unnecessary we don't need to fuel even further nastiness either direction um but he says oh he i gave it away so you know it's a man so you can go to look at every single man on Twitter and you might be able to find who it is. Uh, he's put, there's failings everywhere here, but also his family failed him. Why were they relying on someone else to look after their son, their brother, take responsibility and stop passing the buck? So to me, the first thing that screams is um, clearly this guy's never, doesn't have anyone in his family yeah. that needs, needs doesn't understand a, yeah, a level of care. care. <laughs> like, the idea of yeah, it just doesn't make any sense that this belief that families are fully responsible for the care of a loved one, mm-hmm. you know, even when they are more like, you know, they've, they're have they over the age of an adult. You know, there's a, the, to, to say that parents have to look after, you know, out of love, a lot of parents will. And that's but the expectation that they kind of have to dedicate the rest of their lives mm-hmm. to one-to-one care or one-to-one support for someone. Yeah. That, you know, that's that's a bigger commitment than it may seem to people who haven't come across it. Like, it to some people like this guy, it seems like it's just, you know, well, they're family, why wouldn't you? But yeah, actually, just... you know, it's not as easy as... And if someone's in a care home environment or supported living or something like that, it, parents shouldn't... Once they've reached that point and kind of a level of independence has been granted to their loved one or not necessarily depending on supported living or something like that but whichever the whatever case you're talking about but when when the care has been part like someone else is is now taking a angle in the care that means you know it's 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 kind of a welcome opportunity for parents to sort of relax and you know have a break because it's so stressful but with this argument it's kind of like saying you 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 can never ever take time off even if even if you're child is in sort of a, a unit or whatever and it's it, it's an assessment and treatment place you know still the parents have to be there 24 7 saying that's wrong that's wrong that's wrong and also parents have to point out obvious flaws is what this is this is like yeah. another fundamental issue is like i saw another uh, tweet about the richard hanley thing that said um why didn't the parents say anything when they noticed that richard hanley was sort of bigger than he had been before and that's kind of like, well, what they shouldn't need to like they, things mm-hmm. like that should be so obvious to doctors. They should be uh, so when their a uh, family member is in a uh, a care setting, you're assuming they're being cared for. Yeah, exactly. It and that it, it doesn't cross your mind. Like so, the example my my family went through. So my brother was in an ATU, and um, we so my brother ended up dying in the ATU, 
and it was due to a complete lack of care, lack of support. And um, during the inquest, someone said to my mum, basically, like, why didn't you say to the unit, um, why didn't you point out to the doctors or the, the people working there, the carers, that Connor shouldn't be left alone in the bath? And my mum's response was, when when a, when your kid goes on a school trip, you don't say, oh, don't let him run around on the motorway, by the way. You know, these are these are basic things, but still there's a big, a massive wave of people who have all said that, you know, my mum or other members of our family are to blame for what happened because we weren't saying enough when actually we were saying more than enough. Mm-hmm. You know, we shouldn't have to point out fundamental, like, obvious things that for some reason go unnoticed. And actually these, like, what the Richard Hanley tweet says is, you know, that there's a big group of people who clearly have no clue how it works. And yeah, and they've, they also assume that you can just pop in and say, Ooh. this is what wrong, uh, what's wrong. So part of me kind of thinks this in ways is linked to episode, the episode we did. We looked at that article yeah. and the kind of the idea of trying to get it, not having any family involvement, like trying to keep them away. So um, like the carers know best. And if that is what the case is, if that's what care... Um, homes, care workers, whatever, believe um, that they they do know what's best. It should be them that's noticing yeah, these things. Exactly. Um, and it, yeah, this whole idea that kind of this belief that also parents will be listened to that if they're if they're stood there saying these things that doctors will or carers or whoever will drop everything and just do exactly what the parent says, and that's. You know that's another problem with the system is that parents often aren't listened to. Like, for in our case again, um, my brother had had a seizure, and my mum noticed, and the people in the, the her carers and the, the the doctors and things had said that there wasn't there wasn't a seizure, and then my mum had said, actually, this is a seizure. Can you do more about it? And they didn't do anything about it. So, actually, you know, it's not even as easy as what this guy's saying, where it's kind of, well, they should have stepped in and said something. Why would you? Why wouldn't you have said something? And it's like, actually, quite often in these care settings where it's kind of res- like you're not, is it residential care if you're not living, if you're living at the place you're being cared for? At? I guess maybe. I, but yeah, if you're living there as well, parent involvement can be seen from a lot of staff point of view, especially higher up people. It's just a hindrance and a bother. And actually parents coming up and saying things normally does get ignored or can be ignored because it, for some reason that's just the the way things go. So these tweets again, this parent blame, mother blame is so, so wrong, so yeah. flawed. And you know, uh, I don't. We don't know who anything about the person who wrote this tweet. And I've maybe making a big assumption here that he may have no idea what how the care system works. No idea um, who who has what. I don't want to use the word power, but yeah. Unfortunately, that is the word to use. Yeah. Like, who has the power there? Is it the parents or the care establishment? I don't know what establishment. I don't know. <laughs> uh, system. Yeah. Um, and it shouldn't be that someone has the power. Yeah, it should be a... It, it, ideal situation would be that sort of it's a it's a series of moving parts that all work together mm. to provide the best care possible you know parent input is is key to care but that also doesn't mean that you know as this guy said that doesn't mean um 
why were they relying on someone else to look after their son, their brother? That part of it, you know, parent involvement is important, but that doesn't mean that parents have to have 100% of the time be one-to-one looking after someone, you know, that's that's going to be really draining. Like, things like respite are really important, and or just other, sometimes you need more medical attention yeah. than a parent yeah. can provide. So it's, it's about moving parts, and parent involvement is one aspect. Doctors, um, carers, opinions of people like that, professionals, I guess, um, that's another part of it that is important, but it's about making sure they work together because at the end of the day, no one's going to know their child better than their mother or their yeah. father or their siblings. So it's, and that's the, that's the problem is when, when parents' views are ignored and then something awful happens and then at the same time, the backlash is completely against the parents for supposedly not saying enough, yeah. which is kind of, it essentially... It's the best of both worlds for the care providers because it's kind of like they can firstly ignore what the parents say and then they can shift the blame onto them and pretend that they didn't hear mm-hmm. what they were saying the whole time. And it's, I mean, it's really, it's really messed up. Like, it's a, it's a really, really disgusting part of the system and it's one that isn't helped or is obviously believed by a lot of people who don't know any better. That people obviously look at parents of people in care and see parents who aren't who don't give enough of a shit to actually look after them which is a it's such a such a wrong opinion like the amount of any parent who's ever had to go through something where their child has had to go into like an ATU or anything like that will tell you the same thing you know it was the only option they had and that it was the best idea at the Mm -hmm. time and obviously there's a lot of people who don't realize how stressful that can be for a family but also the fact that they, you aren't given it's not it's not just the case of ah oh, you can either keep him at home or he can go to this ATU and then the parents go oh we don't want him at home yeah go to the ATU you know and that's the backlash like my mum has had tweets where people have said you know you just couldn't be bothered to look after your son anymore and that's why he went there things like that you know really mm-hmm. insensitive but also just ignorant and wrong of the ideas and takes on how much power pet families have in these situations you know yeah. you're put under so much pressure and you're given one option that is the correct option to do, and you're led to believe that it's the only option that is feasible and will work. And a lot of these families, you know, you're being in a crisis situation where you might not necessarily feel safe at home mm-hmm. with the person, or you don't have the resources to properly look after them. So it's kind of, it go, I guess it goes hand in hand with the lack of parent involvement, this this then mother blame. Uh, or yeah. it's I, I call it mother blame because that's like, that's like the, the main one, but the, it, is, it is like a family blame overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the other thing this this guy has kind of assumed is that the uh, person going into care is literally just for the benefit of the family, not yeah. for the benefit of the person going into the care. So he hasn't like considered the fact that maybe this is actually perhaps a very important step in someone going into tear, care, tear, going into care, um, uh, working towards their independence and living away from yeah. the family, just like most other people do like just because he has uh, additional needs um i'm pretty sure uh, we saw we recently went to um mm. a conference disability uh, in law, disability in law. Uh, we were very kindly invited there by john lish hello john if you're listening <laughs> hi john um and he for the entire of his talk he had this t- uh, tweet up from richard hanley's sister and it said he didn't have complex needs so I think his going into care was a step towards yeah. supposed to be him becoming independent. Just like 
any other adult would would be away from home why why does this person assume if well if they've got additional needs they need to be at home with their family the entire time and it's not fair on either person that idea as well because it's not fair on the person themselves to expect that they have to stay at home you know no one wants to be sort of forced to live somewhere even if you know Mm -hmm. there's different scenarios some people might enjoy being at home but you know some people might just want to get out and that's completely fair it's a really natural thing but also also it's not fair on the family to expect them to sort of sort of sacrifice all their life plans or not necessarily all i'm not saying that that's you have to do that but you know sacrifice kind of part of their future or whatever because they have been told that they have to look after this person as much as it's a loved one and most people do it because they want to you know there'll be some parents out there who don't feel able to or are too stressed by the fact that they're looking after someone 24 7 you know you have to provide an alternative for families and it's not fair and what you also can't do is provide an alternative and then when something goes wrong go back and say oh well this is actually the fault of all these parents because you know they should have just looked after themselves why did you let why did you let people who are called carers you know are trained actual professionals in this do it you know, why would you, why'd you let them do it when you, a person who's not got any training but just knows your loved one really well so you can provide the care, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a really flawed and unescapable part of being a parent of someone with additional needs is that you, you are always, at the end of the day, some people are always going to look down on you for the decisions you make regarding your child's future. And that's, yeah. that's completely ridiculous because no one's going to, you know if I decide to move out tomorrow and whatever, do my own thing, no one's going to go up to my mum and be like, I can't believe you, you just didn't want Tom at home and things like that, you know? Like, making steps forward can be so, like, there's such a fine-tooth comb over sort of parents, people with additional needs because actually there's so much wrong in the system that so many people get let down when they really shouldn't be. And parents, you'd never foresee, like, for my parents, they didn't, when someone came up, when they were told that there was an ATU, that Connor would be assessed, he'd get treatment, and then he could come back and live at home, that at no point during that do you ever foresee that something terrible is going to happen. That it's, it's on paper safer than our houses, you know? It's got, yeah. it's got one-to-one staff all the time. I think even at some points more than one-to-one in staff ratios, you know? It doesn't... And yet, actually, something did go awfully wrong that wouldn't have happened at our house. And for some reason, people's reaction to that is to blame my mum and say that she kind of wanted to get rid of Connor. But also, secondly, to then when she speaks out and makes a point about it and tries to get, you know, better future for other people, people just sort of slag her off and say that she's kind of just sort of doing this because she wants the glory and the yeah. retweets or whatever. Is it? Parents get no break on... Yeah. on it and it, it's so unfair because they it's it, you're given such small future possibly you know you're these children lots of children aren't given an imagined future their parents are told from pretty much the moment of a diagnosis that well at least for, so my mum when when she was told Connor was autistic basically all they said was you might want to look into respite care when he's a bit older that was that yeah. was kind of all it was it was like you're kind of you're good this is your life now um, you can get a, a week off here and there, you know, and that's that's not fair on Connor, and it's not fair on my mum. It's not fair on our family, you know. And then when 
something goes completely wrong and again it's still my mum's fault when she had nothing to do with it yeah. it's again just there's no escape for parents of people with additional needs because it's kind of just like yeah you suck it up yeah basically yeah and it is it's not fair um yeah so i've just i was just kind of look as you were talking i was looking for a little article um and they were just saying what was kind of happening within uh so he he was in residential care richard henley he's a bit but they were in the process of switching into supported living um like the care home itself was become going to become a social uh, a supported living place and it's kind of during that transition where things where the family at least no, started to notice where things had gone wrong so they had said things aren't working here um but there is this kind of mentality and it doesn't like in every kind of setting i've i've been in, like seen and things i've seen there's like you do sometimes have parents saying this is the way it should be and i've like i've seen in the past as well um a kind of reluctancy to be listened to the what the parent is saying because there's this whole idea of this is my job i know what i'm doing i don't need you telling me what to do um but then when things do go wrong and you don't want to be like well i knew that this is what i was saying oh it's the mum's fault it's nothing to do with me yeah exactly it's um yeah it's like the it's like the one part of training when you when you go into this this area is like the one part of training they seem to forget is that parents aren't there aren't parents won't point out where you're doing things wrong because they hate you or because they they want to collapse or get you sacked or anything like that that it's just coming at it from a completely loving point of view for their loved one and just saying like you this has happened can you monitor this or yeah I can see that so and so's mood has changed. To what they normally like can you monitor this you know but there's it seems like fundamental bit of training that no one gets told when they enter the sector is parents aren't doing this because they kind of are sat at home every night going like i wonder what they've done how can i get them in trouble today parents genuinely yeah. just just care and that's it's like the one bit people can't see and people on twitter can't seem to see is that what why would richard hanley's family have sort of tried to fob them off and then gone through all this for an yeah. inquest and things like this, you know, it's not, it's not the way people don't behave like that. And people just can't seem to understand that. And still like, I mean, Richard Hanley's family, all the families that have gone through this experience of parent blame, you know, these are people who are grieving at the same time, you know, it's not a healthy yeah. thing to experience at any point, especially not after someone's died. Like if you look at the threads about Jack Adcock, the person we mentioned, um, Last, last episode? Last yeah. episode, yeah. Uh, he, if you look at the sort of stuff people said in that and then people sort of trying to make out that, again, it was the mum's fault and the mum hadn't said to the doctor this, this and this. And it's kind of just like, at what point do, you, do parents, you can't escape Do it, we right? have to, like, yeah. do parents have to go into a setting assuming that a professional doesn't know anything? Isn't a professional, yeah. basically. Do you have to go in and assume it's just okay. someone off the street? He has, he wears trousers. And yeah. If you could uh, uh, make sure that he, his food is properly cooked. Don't serve him any chicken that's not, yeah. that's red in the middle. That would be great. Um, if he has a cold, 
make sure that you let don't let him cough on anyone because obviously that they might catch it stuff like that you know yeah uh, make sure you clean his plates before he eats you know it's just how much shit do you have yeah. do, pa- do, do parents yeah do parents have to go in well and they just didn't cl- tell me that so uh not gonna let's do all I want <laughs> yeah sort of again like my mum said you know make sure he doesn't run around on the motorway and if you could like you know yeah like, where, where's the line where where do parents get off and sort of do, do, yeah, because that's the we're reaching a stage where parents have to go into these situations assuming that the people they're talking to don't know anything, uh, they yeah. haven't haven't done any training. You I, I just spent yeah. five years learning. Yeah, it makes no sense. Whatever it is you learn, and yeah, and also I guess on the the, the same level of like pun like parent blame and the the backlash to parents is you then have this other side of kind of. When so, when finally you reach a point where someone's actually on trial, so like Valerie Murphy's trial last week, a couple of weeks ago, and you end up in a point where she then kind of gets suspended for a year, and then they're gonna they're gonna see it for Re- it again, review it, yeah, yeah, review it at the end of the year, and things like that, and it just seems like you, the the precedents that are being set are really unfair. Like mm-hmm. you're you can blame parents as much as you want like parents have no legs to stand on they just take whatever people throw at them and have to deal with themselves but the second that it's like a doctor who's practicing it's kind of like everyone tiptoes around it and it's kind of like well she well, she did do med school or whatever she did get training it would be a shame she if all that money yeah, she's qualified so we can't <laughs> really doctor Valerie <laughs> yeah, Murphy we can't really sack her or make a point of it we, we'll, we'll, we'll suspend her for a bit and then we'll review it at the end. Like, it, where? What, what's the point? I don't get it. It makes no sense. Um, and again, with Baal like, the articles on that, people are coming out and saying, sort of, you've got people finally making the point that people aren't, people aren't regardless of what she did and her how stressed she was, no yeah. one's going to want to have their kid treated by a doctor who's been convicted of manslaughter. Mm-hmm. You know, and she was struck off pretty much for that reason. And again, the second that happens, people sort of go so angry and people some people have literally made the point that it's kind of just like well she did the training so it seems a waste to strike her off and it's like well where's the line like i don't get it parents can't get like not the parents try to but parents get berated for not pointing out obvious things to people but sort of doctors and professionals in the area seem to get away with not doing their job at all like i don't get it it's a complete warped view of fairness and like in an ideal situation, you know, the second something went wrong, the parents would be, the family would be the main people that you're trying to make sure are okay. And the doctors or whoever who had let this happen would be the first people that you think, well, we need to put some some blame on them. But for some reason it's shifted and it's like, oh, we'll raise a load of money for Bawa Garba, but fuck, but, fuck the family. Know, like, yeah. they can, you know, it's probably the mum's fault anyway. I don't get it. A common thing I always see is, uh, like, mainly with the Bawa Garba people tweeting about Baragaba, mm. they would say, like, I feel sorry for the family. But! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like, I'm a good person, but <laughs> I'm going to say this. It's, it, it's very strange. Um, and, you know, all these preventable deaths that happen and occur, the sort of, if you, like, to go back to Mazars, the fact that there were, like, a, a thousand people with learning difficulties who died and weren't investigated in just Southern Healthcare alone. Uh, and you just think... It's very, this is happening in kind of a place that it it just isn't addressed. And then 
the only way it seems to ever come up or people who are outside of the circle seem to engage is when they're kind of blaming people, the wrong people or getting the wrong idea or not get, or getting angry about the fact that it's taking up news space and stuff. And it just, it blows my mind that we live in sort of, you know, everyone's so mega proud of kind of our health service and things like that. And kind of, I just think, ooh, we, so we need to, you, can... you need to detach yourself from the fact, you know, it's great to an extent the NHS but kind of people are unable to criticise it now yeah. we've reached a it's kind of it's. And I guess it, it's kind of ties into what's happened with Oxfam recently where it's like you can't some you reach a certain level of status in kind of our culture as an organisation or a I guess yeah an organisation it's just like when something goes wrong people aren't held account and that it just blows my mind that still we live in a time where the first port of call for sort of berating someone when someone's died is the parent who wasn't even providing the care that yeah. led to the death instead of the doctor who was providing the care and the doctor gets away with just sort of a suspension for a year with a review and you know there's no example made of them you know if they really if they really gave a shit about making a difference they would have struck Valerie Murphy off and they would have said any doctor who behaves like this in the future you know this is what happens you can't behave like Not this so the, the, all all of these cases that have happened have been awful and preventable and that's that's the thing I find the most frustrating about is how yeah. preventable these things have been and in de- blaming the parents instead they are not learning yeah, exactly. from the mistakes that have made these preventable deaths happen yeah it's, it's... It's very, and it's it's all it's a, easier to be like their fault yeah. than we fucked up. Yeah, exactly, and th- that's why things. You know, if we don't, when you don't strike a doctor off who really fucks up, and you don't make a point and say, look, we, you, you, you're not fit to practice in this area because you clearly missed really obvious signs. When you don't strike someone off for that, when it happens again next year or the year after or whenever or whenever whenever with all these other doctors. At what point, you know, when when can you start striking people off? Because they'll always be able to say, well, you didn't do it to her. Mm-hmm. I didn't, it wasn't as bad as what she did, so you can't strike me off. And we're just going to end up, like, with loads of doctors who can't, for some reason, seem to do the right yeah. thing. And it, it blows all my doctors. mind. Yeah, obviously not all doctors, <laughs> I'm not saying. But, you know, there'll be, be a Valerie Murphy in every, mm-hmm. however many doctors. Yeah. And, you know, if we don't start, like... I was say eradicating them. <laughs> I meant from the profession, not yeah. that sounded. But if we don't um, start erasing them from doc- being doctors or moving them away from the profession which going to end up like you know we're going to get loads of Valerie Murphys providing shoddy care not caring and create another wave of mother blame that just full on pelts another set of families like it's ridiculous and it's kind of like you every time people bring this up on Twitter they're kind of accused of being anti-NHS anti-doctor anti-whatever and it's like well no you just if you can't criticise something like the NHS or you can't criticise a doctor or this or that, what... And that's in also, what point yeah, like... Does it, is it, that's part of being in a democracy. I can say I don't like parts of the NHS and I still love the NHS as a as a being, like, as, a, as an ideology. Yeah. It's great. It's one of the best things about England, but that doesn't mean that it is perfect. It doesn't well, yeah, mean like... that there's not lots of flaws and it's kind of... People can't seem to see that. And then when you've just got sort of doctors on Twitter kind of just be like slagging people off now about Bar Garber or about Richard Hanley and stuff and it's just it, it, and, why? <laughs> and a big 
kind of proponent that is Twitter. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know how far back you could take, like, if you were to look at kind of the rising trend of mother blame and um, the kind of hype that kind of goes yeah. around it and to, like, when Twitter kind of took off, etc. But it could be, like... So say you, well, yeah, it's something you do experience, but you were, uh, so yeah, your mum can't, like, she can't say anything really without having someone someone say terrible, horrible things, despite the fact that, you know, she's lost her son. Yeah. And, you know, one particular example, like someone said like, oh, it's fine. She's got the excuse of having. Yeah of grieving for her son so it's yeah like like whoa it's like, also <laughs> it's like people it's like people don't seem to accept that actually you know my mum just made a decision what like daily within like my mum and my dad within sort of hours of my brother dying they made a decision that they were gonna you know stand up and not let it trying to not let it happen to anyone mm-hmm. else and you know, that, that alone is something that no family should have to do following the death not not and then to be berated every time she tweets anything yeah. by a certain group of people who are kind of just there waiting for her to slip up so they can then berate her for mm-hmm. being sort of a waste of space or not knowing enough to for what she's saying because she, or trying to trying to ruin the nhs or whatever and it's kind of just like well she's actually done like her and my dad have done amazing things why why aren't we actually taking what they have to say on board it's kind of like just because they don't have a medical degree, does that mean they can't point out the flaws? Because actually, it seems like the people with the medical degrees in these scenarios are the ones that keep fucking up. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, that is again, mother blame is, it, it's kind of just seems to be built on the fact that just because my mum didn't go through, isn't isn't a qualified carer in, in terms, or a, qualif- or a doctor for this area or whatever, that means that my mum knows nothing when actually she raised Connor for 18 years. And he was, you know, a, a fine, healthy young boy. And then the second he went yeah. into this place, it was all over. So it's kind of, you know, clearly these are people that... And it's the same, you know, we, we've got family, friends and stuff who, you know, parents are always the best people. Like, they, they are coming at it from a point of love. But this mother blame cycle just implies heavily that they're just sort of sneaky people who are sort of trying to cash in on what's happened. And it just yeah. makes no sense. And, uh, like, if you were to really, like, uh, kind of break down mother blame like if someone is doing some mother blaming um say on twitter if you were to just put it into like layman's term what they're actually saying is you're responsible that your child died yeah would you go up to someone and, ever and say, say hey yeah. it's your fault your child is dead and it, yeah and it's also the it's kind of like it just and always... it's going to be at least one point if you have people saying that to you all the time there's going to be times where you think oh shit maybe yeah you need maybe the... it's my fault and my oh, mum's really lucky that she's got, she's got the backing on Twitter and she built the, she's, she's got the recognition on Twitter and she's come at it from the angle that she's gained a following who support her and will step in and say like, oh, shut up, what are you talking about? Like, what's the point? But, you know, there'll be people out there who do get mother blamed who don't have that. Who yeah, don't have... and then people who probably don't even, they get told that straight away yeah. and they don't challenge it and they just go on living the rest of their lives thinking that it was thinking their own thinking it's fault. their own yeah. fault. And that's and that's something no one should ever exactly. Been. And it's kind of to me, Unless, mother blame. You know, you had actually. Yeah. Let's <laughs> not get into that dark area. <laughs> um, but yeah, to me, mother blame always strikes me as that argument. Like it's like be like if you're having an argument in the playground with like a really fucking annoying kid, and 
they were they were much younger than you and they just they couldn't handle the fact that you were right so they kind of just like well you're ugly and then like it's like well you've just taken the debate to like some stupid mm-hmm. point like you could be having exactly a really... what twitter is it's a giant exactly. school playground yeah and it's like you know people will be engaging really well and then some suddenly someone will pipe them up and be like yeah but it's actually your fault this happened <laughs> and it's like what have you gained from that no one is gonna go hang on a minute everyone unfollow sarah ryan i think it was her like you know people know the truth and people know it but it's kind of just like a cheap dig at my mum or at Jack Adcock's mum or at Richard Hanley's family and it's kind of just it, it's petty it's shameful and it's, it's just disgusting like why people do it but for some reason it's like a rising trend like you were saying where kind of the more that people are uncovering how shitty the sector is the more that the sector's kind of coming back with back, like yeah. fuck you it's all the parents like we're, we're all angels but it's a kind of a almost out of desperation yeah, isn't it? it's like, like they've run out of things to, they've run out of justification for how stupid some of their behavior has been that they kind mm-hmm. of just need to grab onto anything it's like it's like someone came like, i'd love to be in the meeting where someone was like why don't we uh just a thought i mean not saying, <laughs> not saying we have to do it but we could just start saying that it was always the parents fault and then like them all looking really shifty and being oh. like i think you're on to something there we go because we can't justify our actions, but we can justify what we didn't know. Yeah. It's like, this is just stupid. But I think that's, yeah, that's probably me on that. T- I think that's what go. I wanted to say. Cool. But that brings it back to your turn to so, sum up Mother Blame. So I have to in, make a neat, yeah, neat poignant. We'll give uh, it, uh, in the intro, we'll give a timestamp for it. A timestamp. So <laughs> skip to the end if you just want to hear Jack sum up the okay. whole podcast. You want me to sum up uh, Mother Blame? Mm-hmm. Eloquently. Yes. Uh, thoroughly and with only two swear words in oh i was only i i i was i i i've only i've only got one. Oh, that's fine so um i've been planning this in my head ever since so all those of you out there who may have partaken in mother blame fuck you <laughs> yeah that, that was a good summer poignant Shorts. That I mean that was genuinely feel genuinely thinking about that for about twenty minutes. I mean, yeah. Why did we even bother Yeah. Bother you're there with all the your You're there with all your eloquent words and your thought out ideas. Well, yeah, this is my contribution <laughs> to this podcast. Fuck you. Yeah, just fuck you. <laughs> awesome. uh, is that it? I think so. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> that done <laughs> yes good old episode on mother blame and in case you didn't gather from that we're big advocates for it yeah we, i love we, it we, show me a mother and i'll show it. you some blame i will That's, cover her in blame um yeah no obviously all jokes aside uh i think we made the message pretty clear fuck you yeah. <laughs> don't mother blame um how do you reach us if you want to say anything we've had some quite nice responses to some of we our have. episodes. We've just been on a bit of a hiatus. We, yeah. So um, Just through our busy lives yeah. and terrible weather, etc. East. But um, we actually did meet up with everyone, including Adam, to record a couple of weeks ago. There was a technical difficulty. We forgot a cable. It so was we... technically <laughs> difficult for me to find it. Yeah, so we uh, couldn't record. It's right, there. it's right in front of us. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, got it now. Tom is lifting it up as if you can see it. But, um, yeah, so... Twitter, we've, but yeah, we've had some good responses on Twitter. People, uh, they, that's how people can get in touch with us. Up. 
Twitter and emails. So hit yeah. us up on Twitter more if you want. Uh, yeah. At Wasp Skill Bears. That's me. At Rapid Rhino One Two Three. That's you. <laughs> or together. At Challenging Pod. That's the one. You yeah. didn't look sure there. I'm always forgetting my actual handle. <laughs> at Challenging Pod. Yeah. That's us. And the email is at Challenging Behaviour. It's not at, that's Twitter. Challenging Behaviours Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Sweet. So send us your replies, your interests. Yeah, tell us. <laughs> tell us your interests. I meant uh, what you uh, find really want to know about your hobbies. Tell us what you uh, Everything you're into. Us, really. Yeah. And if you'd like to come onto the podcast, hit us up. What's up? Because we're actually now right. with the new equipment and stuff. We're far more portable. Yeah. So um, all the people that we said earlier in the year, yeah, we'll record with you. We'll hit you up in the new year. We will be. It's on its way. Up. Yeah, we'll be hitting people up. So thank you for listening. Enjoy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Indeed, thank you. Sweet. Have a good one. Uh, see, see you soon. Next, next week. Maybe Probably. next. Yeah, it should be next week. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Why not? Bye. Tatty buys.